You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Hey, what's up, everybody? Listen, if you have not heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Number one, it's free. Yeah, I got your attention now, right? Number two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Number four, you can make money from your podcast. That's right. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum viewership. Number five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor. Dot FM to get started. What's up, everybody? My name is Cliff, and you are listening to the What Now Podcast. That's right, the What Now Podcast, where we, through conversation, discuss ways that we can effectively address life's most difficult moments. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's episode. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to What Now, the podcast. That's right, What Now, the podcast. This is a time that I'm sharing with you guys, you know, some of the things that are going on in my life. And as I was getting on, I started thinking, because uh, I've done my radio show earlier tonight, and then I recorded a show for this last night, and then Friday night we did another radio show, and I began to realize that my anxiety is trying to kick back up. Like, when my anxiety kicks back up, sometimes I get mixed up in my words or I try to rush through something. And, you know, I don't know if I've shared that. I know I've been sharing it on here. I believe I've shared it on my other show. But, yes, I've struggled with anxiety uh, as well as depression. And anxiety has seemed to try to creep back up. But I'm telling you, I defeated it before. And I, 
will defeat it yet again. But we're not talking about that on tonight. We are continuing with part two of my marriage, my divorce. I believe when we, from our last conversation, we left off at me um, coming out and my, uh, well, it was my boyfriend at the time. I don't even know if we had, had defined what we were at the time. I think we were just what we were to each other, but hadn't put a definition on it. Or we had put, I don't remember. He was a major support. I thank God for him and his family when I came out. Because as I said, you know, when I came out, it ended everything that I knew as the norm. Now, I will also add this too. There were people in my life that I isolated myself from, I withdrew myself from, because I felt like I didn't want to face rejection from them as well. Um, I believe I talked about the emails, I mean, text messages and Facebook messages that I received from those who named the name of Christ. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I was not angry with them. Um, I kind of expected, expected it because, you know, that's kind of the norm. I did expect it, expect it. I felt sorry for them that they didn't know how to express themselves. But I also was understanding because I kind of threw it on people. Um, the problem with me being understanding with throwing it on people uh, was I wasn't very understanding of myself. And it's great to be understanding of others, but also make sure that you're understanding of yourself as well. So now I've come out, all right? I've come out. I've come out on social media. I've come out to uh, some of my family members. I've come out to the, those who were my pastors at the time. I came out to everybody, you know, and it did feel freeing. It was a weight lifted off of my shoulders. I no longer had to carry the secret around anymore. It was like now I'm free to be me. I'm free to be me. And let's start start right there. Um, being free to be me was kind of a challenge because – I didn't even know who I was. <laughs> so here I am free to be somebody that I never built a relation or established a relationship with. Now, that's funny in and of itself because how am I going to establish a relationship with another person when technically I haven't established a relationship with myself? Um, and it was at this point where I began to learn some things about me uh, outside of what everybody expect, expected of me, and to be honest with you, what I presented to other people. Um, and I found out I didn't like me there that very – I didn't like me very much. I knew already knew that, but I realized that I didn't like me very much because a lot of the things that I did – was because I felt obligated to do them. So coming out kind of freed me from those obligations as well. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be obligated uh, to anything, because I do believe that we need to make ourselves accountable, um, you know, in whatever capacity that we need to experience accountability. 
Uh, however, I also believe that sometimes we can overextend ourselves to the point where you're you're like me. You don't even know who you are. You don't know what you like. You don't know what you like to do for fun. You don't know. What, and the crazy thing about it is, even down to your sports teams, um, I I discovered that sometimes I would modify things that I like just based on what other people in my life like. I told you I really viewed myself as a punk, and I'm, I'm going to use that because some people say, you shouldn't call yourself that. That's how I know how to define it. Um, I wouldn't stand up for anything that I believed in, and now here I am out here on my own, and it's forcing me to stand up. And I was so, if I if I do say so myself, if I do say so myself, okay, um, I was really proud of myself for the first time in my life, honestly. And the reason why I was proud of myself was because I made a decision without my safety net. And my safety net would be those who always supported me even when I didn't make the best decisions. And when I'm talking about support, I'm not saying like they just cheered me on and they were my yes men or yes women. Nah, <laughs> you know, they told me about myself, but yet they still were there to embrace me and to surround me. But when it came to this right here, when I looked around that which was familiar to me was no longer. So that was a rough transition for me. And to be honest with you, um, I can say that it kind of made me a very hard person. And when I say hard person, I'm not talking about tough as like, you know, tough, like I'm ready to fight. Um, a lot of times when I got angry and upset, I internalized everything. But I'm talking about tough in in relationship to not being able to let people in. Now, I'm a person that will let you in. Here's what I mean by that. I will be there for you. I will support you. I will push you. I will sit and listen to the cries of your heart. I will sit and listen to what you're passionate about. I will sit and listen to what frustrates you, what angers you. But now when it comes time for you, me to let you in, to find out those things about me, I was guarded. I was guarded. And I'm going to tell you, if you ever want to experience a successful relationship, you can't be guarded to the degree that I was. It was as if I had, I remember one time my apostle was talking to me, and he was telling me that, um, I think he was talking about me being, liking being an enigma, liking being an enigma. And I real I didn't realize the enigma side of me until I came out, um, which was a flip side as well, because there were people that had put me on a pedestal that saw me as this great spiritual giant. And when I came out to them, it kind of humanized me, and they began to share with me struggles that they were having in their life. So it kind of helped me minister more effectively to them. And it might sound like I'm all over the place, but 
when I when you piece it all together, it all makes sense. So I can say that when I came out, ministry became real to me. Um, I was in ministry since the age of 19. However, even in the midst of being in ministry since the age of 19, I always felt as if there was something missing. I, I was a part of a great ministry, a great ministry. I can't emphasize a great ministry. The teaching was crazy. The deliverance was crazy. The manifestation of God's power was crazy. But yet I still felt as if I did not belong. I felt as if I did not belong. Um, and for the first time in my life, when I came out, it was like I felt as if I belonged to something that was greater than me that would embrace who I was. I never felt as if in any part of my life that people either one understood who I was, and sometimes I had to take responsibility for that because that's that enigma side, not allowing people to know who I was. And then I also felt that people didn't care to know who I was. But now being out here on my own, it's making me now have to care to know who I am and then share who I am with a totally different group of people my marriage, my divorce, we're going to get to that. But I got to lay the foundation first so you understand everything that entails the marriage and entails the divorce. So I come out and, you know, as I said, I'm establishing a relationship with uh, a great guy that I met. I'm establishing a relationship and we start to go through some crazy times. And every relationship goes through crazy times. And the first crazy situation we had involved me. And he was there for me through it. And I praise God for it. I'm grateful for it. Uh, we worked past that. And then, you know, we both had crazy moments in the situation where we were there for each other. And here was the thing. Because we were there for each other in our crazy moments, we kind of built a mentality that it was literally us against the world because nobody really understood us. Nobody knew who we are. Nobody was going through directly what we were going through, you know. So we built that bond, and, you know, in establishing that bond, we, as I said, we were there for each other. And I think our relationship was great. I really do think, believe our relationship was great. I believe our friendship was the greatest part of our relationship. Uh, and I want to say that again. I believe our friendship was the greatest part of our relationship. Um, when it came to marriage, I, I always use this analogy. I say that I was a better friend than I was a husband. Um, I don't personally feel that I was that great of a husband, you know, because of standards that I set for myself. Um, but I know that I was a great friend. And, and being a great friend, sometimes you have to be willing to let someone go 
and completely be who they are. Completely be who they are, regardless of how you may feel, regardless of how you may think, regardless of how, you know, it it will leave you. You have to be willing not to be selfish and to let someone fully be who they are. Because if you're not willing to allow somebody to be fully who they are, then honestly, you're seeking to control them. And one of the things that I understood in my marriage was that I was attempting to shape and mold them, notice my language, into who I wanted him to be. I was trying to shape and mold. And what I began to realize was basically that was a form of control. That was a form of control, and I refuse to be a part of control or manipulation. It's a form of witchcraft. I refuse to be a part of any of that because I preach, teach, promote being yourself, even if it means that you have to let what has become normal to you go. And I begin to understand that in order for me to be who I was, in order for them to be who they were, that we might just have to do this thing apart. And guess what? I'm going to leave you right there thinking, and I will see you on the next episode. Can you identify any areas in your life where stagnation is manifesting? Now, I know some of you might say, no, I can't. Well, I want us to look at stagnation for what it really is. Some people have identified stagnation as something that's not growing or that's not producing. I don't believe that stagnation. To me, stagnation can also be that, yes, we're growing. Yes, we're producing. However, we're growing and producing in a manner that's disrespectful to the purpose and the greatness that resides inside of us. And listen, we all have areas where we can identify that we could be doing a lot better in. There's greater potential in those areas than we are experiencing. And guess what? I have a tool that will help you begin to experience transformation in those areas of stagnation in your life. And that tool is called From Stagnation to Transformation. That's right. That is my book, From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to head over to my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. I want you to hit there. I want you to hit the Transformation tab. There you're going to find a free preview of my book. That's right. A free preview of my book. And I promise you, after you read the preview, you're going to want to invest in your personal transformation through purchasing the book. So again, hit over there. Purchase the book. Let me know you purchased it. Here's what I always say, guys. 
if you purchase the book, you read the book, you apply the principles in your life, and yet you still are stagnant in the areas that you are applying them to, and you're not experiencing any transformation, and you can prove to me that you have applied these principles, I will give you a, a 100% refund. That's right, a 100% refund. Why? Because I believe in the application of the principles that are outlined in this book. So again, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com and purchase your copy of From Stagnation to Transformation.